Welcome to Tech Grubs. Tech Grubs. I have no idea, but it's back. That's all that matters. <laughs> and this time we have uh, just me and David Eastman. Yay! Hello. For me, I thought you were going to just say just you. Yeah. Off and just go, That's it. It's just me. <laughs> just show up me. You need anyone else. <laughs> So we no. we did we's not we have tried and we should admit that we did try to record one um, uh, last week which actually was okay except for Tom. Yeah, Tom's Tom's bandwidth is is an issue in itself. Yeah, I mean, it was we, quite originally, we originally thought it might be um, you know something to do with hangouts. We record via hangouts. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, Ryan's kind of convinced that it probably is. And it might be, but um, yeah, it's like we've tried it in multiple ways. We've tried it on Skype, um, and it's still Tom's always the the problem. <laughs> Tom is definitely the problem. No, no doubt about that. Um, uh, I was going to say also, I was. I, I, it's pity that Ryan didn't. Does Ryan just prefer love grumps, or does he just not want to do a podcast? No, I Oh, so he's just he's just moved, and so he's just sorting stuff out. So you know, I expected that he wouldn't be around. So yeah, that's pretty good. I, I, I should point out for people that you're obviously doing love grumps uh, alternate weeks with tech grumps, and I have to say for anyone who hasn't heard the love grumps that I've heard have been very good. Did you hear the last one? Uh, I I heard some of it, but um, it was just you and Huang, wasn't it? But I, I didn't. I, yeah. I, I, I only heard for the first ten minutes. Um, I, I was right. I was. Just... I I just realised that when we were doing it, that um, I thought the YouTube video would play in the background. Um, I was tempted to put it in, but I, I just thought, oh, you know what? I can't bother it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was still a good chat. So. Well, good. But I mean, for anyone who hasn't seen that, just the first two with Ryan, because Ryan in himself, I think you can just like. Let Ryan talk for an hour, and that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he's a fascinating guy. He's got a lot to say. It's really good. Okay, so this is Tech Grumps. This is not Love Grumps. Um, so let's talk about let's talk about tech. Bitter Lake. Bitter Lake. Right. This is this is politics and tech. Uh, yes. So, so what I, more I, do you need? What more do you need? I, I'll I, actually I'll introduce it because because. Yeah, because you're closer to it because, of course, it's BBC. So I should, therefore, as a neutral person, say. Um, so I, so anyone who hasn't heard of Adam Curtis, you should have done. He's a, probably the most senior documentary maker who has been making documentaries, mainly, I think, pretty much only for the BBC, for the last, I estimate, 30, 40 years. Can I just say, I met two people today who had never heard of Adam, Adam Curtis, and I was like, I, 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 I wanted to say, oh, where have you been? I think you need to just get new friends, you know? I mean, yeah, <laughs> just, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Is it these dodgy people you're dating, I reckon? Just, uh, like, let's second not, question. Let's not go there. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, so, so to, today what's happened is, uh, if you're on the 25th, he has released a... A two-hour, um, I won't say a special. It's probably just been what he's been working on, uh, and it's on. And this is the odd bit. This is the techie bit, I suppose. That it's he's released it quote on iPlayer at a specific time. Now I think people haven't asked themselves what the hell does that even mean. And even people on Twitter go, it's 
it's 9pm and it's bitter lake time. But that doesn't make any sense. It's a night player. So, <laughs> so, so this is where I should turn over to you, Ian. Do you, have you heard anything about why he's doing this? Or, or has this accidentally just been that they've said what time it is and so many people are interested that they've actually you know, made the time more interesting? Um, I've not heard anything. And I'll, uh, I'll make it very clear that these are my views, not the views of the BBC. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it was... Um, I guess the problem is, right, is that you've got to kind of have a, a time. Now, if you did it, if you said, right, we're releasing it on Sunday, yeah, um, then people will go, oh, right, it's Sunday, it's like, it's one minute past 12, where is it? And, and they'll be like, well, actually, it's going to get released later. But people get disappointed. Um, so I guess they had to set a time. But of um, course, you say that, but now it's sort of become an event thing, which is the absolute yeah. opposite of I play. I know, I know, I know, I know. I think, well, this is the thing, right? Bear in mind that, um, you know, with BBC Free um, moving to digital only, um, I expect that there'll be more of these kind of, um, these kind of events as such. I think it's um, a nice idea. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I'm, okay, so I don't criticise it too badly because, you know, uh, you kind of have to have, you've got to release it at some point, right? Yes. Yeah. And if you can get everyone to kind of ch tune in, oh, God, it sounds, it sounds really But, but exactly what, what are you saying? Tune in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, exactly the problem. <laughs> but, it, you know, but I, I guess, yeah. you know, I, I okay, so I assume that, um, there's probably people who are looking at how much um, how much kind of other people watch it and use it at certain t or like share it at a certain time. Um, well, that that brings on another problem. Obviously, iPlayer. I mean, I don't want to talk about too much about the the way that you you've distributed the content, but obviously, if people use it like a broadcast network, then I don't know if you're content distribution system is designed for that. I mean, uh, it seems to be fine. Um, I, I mean, obviously, we're not talking about, you know, Michael Jackson. We're talking about Adam Curses. He's, he's well-known to geeks, but, I mean, beyond a certain set of people that have no idea it is, obviously, I mean, we are, obviously, we're talking about, you know, a famous documentary maker, and that's not pop. Um, but I not still yet. think... Not yet. Not yet. I, I, should, I should talk a little bit more about... Because the other interesting thing is... I was wondering if you were then going to have access to his other stuff. Uh, because obviously you think, well, you know, he's, he's got a library of things. I mean, just the other day on YouTube, I was quite randomly watching something he did on the 70s. It didn't have his name on, but it was about um, failed building projects. Um, it, was a, uh, it affected actually more the north of England, actually. It was... Um, oh, uh, I, think I've, I think I've seen that. I didn't realise that was him. Oh yeah, that was him. It was it was a famous thing because they just put up a load Actually, of. Actually, it's the styles. I didn't even realize. Yeah, it it kind of is the style. If it's one of it's what I'm thinking of. That it probably yeah. I just, I didn't even I, twig. It is, okay. Yeah, it was done in the seventies. It was done just after Roland Point collapsed. It was this building collapse, and it's about terrible uh, builds that that councils said. Oh, I know what we need to do is cheap housing. And then they said, yeah, oh, oh, cool, let's make these prefabricated blocks. And they would build these prefabricated blocks, and they would move them to the site. And the idea was, you know, they would build them, and then 
The council will have a load of cheap housing. Uh, it will not cost central government too much. People will have somewhere near to live, and everybody would be happy. But in actual fact, what of course didn't happen because this is Britain and it's crap. So, so first of all, they invited loads of councillors to expensive lunches, and, and the companies like Costa and, and, and I can't remember if it was Barrett or sort of a pre-Barrett company. Please don't sue me, Barrett. Sorry if it's not you. Um, and basically, they just said, "Hey, look, we've got these really cool designs." And of course, they showed them a, a plastic model. <laughs> and, 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 and the equivalent of slideware, and said, so, "This is cool. Just give us millions, and it all will work out." And to be fair to them, it was designed well. Then they moved them. They designed them in these very nice dry factories. Then, of course, they did. They tried to build it in the middle of winter. And here's the classic one: they never trained anyone. So when they built these things, they, 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 the slots didn't align. It was like massive Lego, but the Lego oh. brick didn't touch. And of course, they were just a bunch of very nice but just dumb Irish labourers who said, "Oh well, just stick it in." <laughs> Next, you know, because they were paid for quality control. And uh, it was us. the actual program, of course, was about the social consequences and how it was actually. And he knew it was Adam Curtis at the end because it was how Britain works. Because of course, when they entered it, clearly they said, "Yeah, we're just going to do a documentary about building," but actually, it was a documentary about how people uh, don't understand. How to use responsibility and don't understand how to work with each other. It was brilliant, but of course, being out of Curtis, you didn't know that's what it was about until halfway through. And then you go, oh my God, what's happened? Because all these people happily do the interview on the basis of saying things like, yeah, that happened some time ago, yeah, it was a bit of a mistake. But actually, he was asking them, you know, how did you get to work like this? Do you realize what happened? And yeah, it's really good. And uh, yes, yeah, so I was just wondering if they put any of his other stuff on. Uh, um, so I, I, it's interesting because I, you know, the, I think the, the the issue is obviously is that he uses a lot of um, of copy copyright. Oh God, yeah, he's like a king. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think I think the the problem the problem I have it problem that I see. Right now, is that if they wanted to go back, and I think they may have tried it. I don't know. I don't, I don't, once again, I don't know. I'm just. I'm assuming that they probably tried to go back, and they realised that um, because most people don't even know who the copyright is, you know, where copyright lies. Um, then you got the problem of okay, trying to, to trying to track down who the copyright is to. That costs money, and then by the time you actually find out who it is, that person could be, well, those people could be um, dissolved or dead, or especially some of the very old stuff. So no one actually really knows, and you end up spending so much money trying to to just um, find out who owns the copyright to to one clip now. Adam Curtis is not known for using one clip or one interview. I oh, know. It'll be two hours of random clips, and he just goes through archives and, and puts shit up, doesn't he? Because yeah. it's pretty much from any time. I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, so, yeah. so I think. So, this is the thing. I think that. Um, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see if Adam Curtis is. Um, obviously, Bitter Lake. I think there's quite. I mean, from what the preview we saw on. Um, oh, I forgot what it's called. Um. um uh, weekly, not weekly, yearly wipe, whatever it's called, yeah, 2014 wipe. Oh, oh, you mean, crap, crisp, yeah, um, 
Brooker. Yes, yeah. Mr. Brooker. Brooker. So, yeah, yeah. Charlie Brooker. Charlie yes. Brooker, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so from the footage I saw on that, there was, there was quite a lot of um, kind of new stuff, but then there... So he might have actually gone, okay, right, now this time I'm going to think about some of the copyright issues. But knowing Adam Curtis, nah, he, would he probably done. went, nah. Nah, I'm, he would I'm not. Gonna, yeah, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to just find the good stuff. Yeah, he's just, um, I, mean, no, I mean, I don't think anybody tells him what to do, do they? He just goes off and disappears for a couple of years and then says, I've done something. Because <laughs> clearly no one is... Well, he wants to blog every once in a while and it's like... It's about. It's like a bloody book. It's like amazing, but it's like did, what? <laughs> did, did you did you see the interview he did with uh, John Ronson? It was on Vice of all things. Oh man, it. really? It was a very very good interview. I mean, it's John. Well, I mean, I said more of a shock was it was on Vice, um, which forces me to accept that. BuzzFeed and Vice are beginning. I know. Uh, I'll say I'm beginning to be first class. Me, I, I never thought I'd ever say that Buzz is a serious first class media thing, but it is. I see some other uh, stuff and Vice as well, which is yeah. like quite scary. I'm like, oh my god, is this from is this from the same places as you know, Fifty Ways to Get a Bear to Eat Honey or something? You know, yeah, like, Fifty what? Ways to Use the Banana Combined with a Cucumber. Yeah, I mean, that sort of stuff <laughs> was just normal, and I just yeah, I know the listicle kings. Yeah, because mm. I mean, I don't know if you noticed, they've actually been sucking up a lot of. Lots of uh, journalists. <laughs> yes. I, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, been, it's been noticed. Yeah. Well, you would do. Yeah. You would be, yeah. Obviously. I mean. It, yeah. It's stunning. I, but well, that's for later. Uh, yeah. Later. Tech anyway. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So I say. So, so right now, the uh, people are watching Bitter Lake, I suppose. So we can next time we can say we'll, when we get chance. I'll probably watch it immediately after this. Um, and, uh, quickly, it's like it's like two hours long, or was it? I thought it was more than it's that. It's two hours long, yeah, yeah. So okay, it doesn't matter if I start afterwards because it's not live broadcasting. So it doesn't make any damn difference. <laughs> Do you not want to like don't be part of the conversation that happens at uh, exactly uh, eleven o'clock when everyone goes, "Oh my god, that was amazing." Oh my God! Well, yeah, because I did the normal thing, which you know, I I, I, I put it on a a, a a Twitter channel. I've got Bitter Lake on now on a Twitter channel, but it doesn't make any sense. So people, so people have said it's available now. And actually, to be fair, if someone said, "Oh my God, what what just happened?" I will laugh because <laughs> that no sense. But I think to be fair, people have just said a lot of people have just said, "Hey, look, it's just it's just happened," and obviously they they'll go and watch it. So. So good. So I guess we should leave it till um, next time and, and watch well, it. One well question: um, mm. How long is it um, up for? You're yeah, asking me, Mr. Well, BBC. I don't know. Yeah, I know. So I, I assume it's a year, but um, it, well, I, I assume it's a year. You selling it? I mean, he's he said certainly on that Jonathan Ronson interview. It sounds like it is for quote for um, iPlayer, but I don't know what that means. Mm. Um, iPlayer has a very annoying habit of suddenly you're watching something and you sort of think, wow, this will stay here. I mean, I, I like Spiral, for instance. Engrenage, the, the French um, uh, uh, sort of police stroke wire, stroke thriller. And it has a habit of they'll just simply, after a certain date, they'll just strip all of them off at once. Which oh, means wow. you can't even tail watch them because you, you, you can't chase the tail. It's basically, they all go. So you have oh, to what? Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, it's a bit. I, I realise that it's very tricky with 
there must be 101 different you know ways to sign that sign that up and they uh, and it's not BBC material I know that so so it, it is hard but it does make it it's very much not Netflix you don't know when stuff's up or up or down so yeah I mean I think um, I I hope that they you know with something that's built for iPlayer um, they've I mean I, I assume that the people are fully aware of these issues and and I've thought about them and you know, I expect it well, I'd like it to be up forever, but you know Up forever would be good. I mean yeah, I mean this is the thing I mean this is why you know, YouTube, even though it's kind of up and it's not really meant to be up, I mean like I said to someone just today, you know, you know see Adam Curtis, go watch the Power of Nightmares right now. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, right, go to YouTube and it's on YouTube. Well, of course, you know what I'm going to say here. YouTube is not the canonical reference for Adam Curtis. No. I mean, no. you could be watching something that says that, and it could be edited in Iran. I don't know. I mean, it's not. It's just totally, totally ridiculous. Watch the, uh, the, the slightly altered version by... Yeah, coming to the conclusion at the end that the world is a really happy place. And, uh, <laughs> Like, oh, nothing to worry about. Well, this is not So I mean, obviously, I I mean, you know, yes, it's Adam Curtis, but I expect that the BBC would, yeah, house it as a canonical reference. I'm well aware that YouTube can parallel it as well. That's absolutely cool. But mm. you know, you can have five minutes. Of Alan Curtis, Alan Curtis playing along with Lincoln Park. I mean, this is YouTube. I mean, like, you, you know, <laughs> that, I think you couldn't complain because it's such a bad as well. What for that? Yeah, like Jordan uh, goes, oh, I thought he was really cool. What do you yeah. think? He was really cool. Yeah, I watched a five-minute version of him dance along to. What? Angry Bird version or something? Yeah, I mean, it's like a bit. Oh, man. Um, so I, I think you're right. There's something, there's something really important about having a version that's, you know, okay, this is guaranteed. This is the yeah. this is maybe the thing that broadcasters should really learn from is, you know, you can have the economical version and, you know, don't worry about the rest because, you know, yeah, you have I mean, the, the version that really matters. Because this is, I, mean, I think it's important because it is... Adam Curtis has is doing it, knowing that he's doing it for the BBC. So mm. it would be different if it had nothing, if it was something that he was just selling on all the time. But it isn't. He's doing it under the auspices of the BBC. So it's not one of those sort of um, moving targets where it, should, it might be you'd want it to be available elsewhere. It's just something. Uh, yeah, it'll go to YouTube, but you know, definitely reference. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, you know, well. Um I don't think I'll be watching it straight after because um, yeah, we'll talk about it next time. But um, I'll definitely be watching it at some yeah. point. So, so um, well, and, last and now, I can, and now I can actually um, stream it to my TV via the Chromecast. Um, oh right, yeah, I yeah, yeah I, 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 again that's another thing. Actually, I just noticed a Chromecast is something I gave to my partner. And she, we're not always too sure whether you can. If you download something on iPlayer, I'm not sure if you can still Chromecast it because it's just that her, her sort of like uh, bandwidth is bad for just assuming. Chromecast is quite sensitive to bandwidth. Oh yeah. It'll just go no fuck it, I'm not doing this. And um, <laughs> yeah, so it's not as bulletproof as you know iPlayer will stop and start and it'll be okay. Uh, Chromecast will just cut off. So 
We're, I was sort of thinking I'm going to download it and then play the download, but I'm not sure. I, I still Chromecast is a great idea, but it's still a bit in. It's still a bit sort of in a techie cocoon, isn't it? Because you're not quite sure how it's going to work and whether it's going to do what you expect. Everyone who everyone who's got it working loves it, but I, I've noticed it is a, it is a little bit hazy. I'm never quite sure whether it's going to do what I expect it's going to do. Yeah, but uh, good it on that. It's good. So um, yeah, I was just um, uh, I was going to talk about Fitbit um, because we started talking about last week, which no one else. Two, uh, no, two weeks ago now, yes, that the the, the the not actually uh, recorded record of but uh, uh, yeah. So all, all I was doing, so so just to um, summarise. Uh, Personally, I, I just got a Fitbit for Christmas. Um, as I said, I, I don't think it's anybody telling me that I'm a bit fat. Uh, it's just so just this <laughs> bit. Uh, and I was just interested because I, I'm very much not for the big push-up of the Internet of Things. I don't think the Internet of Things is here, and I don't think we should be talking about it as if it's about to come. And other people say, oh, yeah, it is here. Look, here's the Internet of Things. My, my refrigerator can, can talk to me and so forth, which is odd. Um, but... I, I have used it and it's good, but oddly enough, the bit where it talks to other things is nowhere near as good. What, so this is—I've got one called the Flex that just sort of vibrates when you've done your 10,000 steps, which I find is really good. So I'm sort of saying plus one to wearables because there's because the first time it does it, you think, oh my god, am I having a heart attack? Why is my wrist vibrating? And, and, then, <laughs> and then you go, oh no, wait a minute, it's this this device, and and then you go, oh yeah, I just did a. Yeah, I just did a long walk, or I've just done some exercise, or if it's me, I've just played an hour of Ultimate, or whatever. But the the thing is, you then begin to expect it. You know, you know when that happens. First of all, something happens, and then you begin to expect it to happen, and and then you sort of sort of unconsciously watching out for it. So, and I've really enjoyed that. It, I think, as we mentioned last week, it does sleep tracking, but I don't know how how good that is. Hmm. Um, but oddly enough, when I've tried to think, oh yeah, I'll, I'll read a chart off my phone. The the Fairphone I have, yeah, I know it's not a standard phone. We covered this last week, but it can't talk to it. And you mentioned something that it has to be, you know, the latest Android before the Bluetooth will talk to it. The problem is it doesn't say that. It, it mm. just says it, it just doesn't say anything at all. And obviously, I can I can wave it in front of a dongle and it'll work, but. Even that's a bit odd. You sort of you press a button saying sync, and then it says wave your hand in front of this dongle, and then it says wait a moment, and then it opens a new page. It, it's fine, but it is it's um I don't find it very I, I find it very strange, but it, it doesn't work with any other. It doesn't work like anything else. Mm. Sure, it, it, it's okay, but I I would question. That my experience, given I don't have particularly strange, you know, I've got fairly standard stuff. I, I personally think the experience of it working as a wearable is fine. The experience working it as a sort of Internet of Things, I find sort of pretty poor. I mean, it's fine. I mean, it, it's 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 okay, but it's not that good. And if you then compare the fact that people are going on about the Internet of Things being here, I I and that for me is a very simple example. It's maybe a very naive example, but I think it goes to prove that it's not here. Hmm. Uh, and and, and, I, and I'm going to pass this over to you because you've had these things for some time. In fact, you were talking about Fitbit when I had no idea what you're on about. Um, <laughs> in fact, I think you and uh, who else was on the show? This was a year year ago now. Um, 
was on the show, and you were both talking about Fitbit, and I had very little idea. Was it Tom? Because uh, Tom's got a Fitbit. I don't think it was Tom. It was one of the one-off guys. Um, no. I'll think about him. I'm just going to go down Twitter and see if I can recognise who because, it was. Um, uh, good, good, a couple good, of people. Very good. Go back through the TechGrumps site and also see what number we're meant to be on. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think, so, okay, so Fitbit's interesting because, hmm, um, I, I kind of so I, I do like Fitbit and I've got a Fitbit and I've got a Fitbit um one so my my one's quite old now um yeah the first thing that that kind of bugs me about the Fitbit and like your one's even smaller but um yes yeah which know, I like you know yeah so the one that, one that I've got is quite small but I've already lost it once yeah yeah I can imagine that yeah and and then um people that I know have lost it now. Luckily, Fitbit are quite good about. Hey, I've just lost my, my Fitbit. Um, yeah, and then they say, "Oh, prove it." Well, prove prove you had one. You send them the yeah the, um, your receipt, and then they they send you one back. Because of course, they, yeah, they're just sending you either the strap and the little pill thing that goes in it. So it's not a big cost for them, is it? Really? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. you know, um, so so that's quite good, but. I have this issue with Fitbit, right? And I understand why they do it because basically the data that they collect is worth probably more than the actual device itself. Of course, this is the other side. It's a social. It's a social app. It's you are you are the product, etc., etc. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't really like that. That I think it's not quite that simple, but yeah, I get. I I think it is. You know, the, the amount of data that everyone's collecting is is worth a lot, and um. So they to recently the app, um, which only works on kind of very modern, not very modern. I mean, at the time it was kind of very modern, but um, pretty decent um, Android devices. It works on iPhones. I think probably up to from five or four onwards. Um, it needs Bluetooth LE, um, and also even even if you have a phone which supports it, um, you'll find that the app doesn't necessarily support it. Um, right. so I, I had um, an HSC One X which had Bluetooth LE um, or Bluetooth 4.0 um, and you know the the app never worked. You know, you, you try and go to the Bluetooth settings and there was no there was no Bluetooth settings. <laughs> it was like great, you know. Yeah. yeah. Nothing, I'm running Ubuntu, which they're never gonna have a Ubuntu client. Well, that's interesting. I don't see why not. I mean, I know that they're going to be like everything else. It'll be iPlayer first, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe iPlayer. By the way, the other person was Andy Piper. Who? Oh uh, yeah, of course. Now uh, he wasn't a Twitter advocate then. He's Twitter advocate now, isn't he? He was probably uh, uh, something else before he was that, but he was Twitter now. Yeah, I mean, both of you going on about. Yeah, you, you, yeah. Um, sorry, carry on, carry on. Okay, so yeah, so that's, so that's I guess that's the the main issues. Um, now, okay, luckily I've, I've upgraded my as soon as I got the the Nexus Five, it just worked, which is great. Right. That's what you, I remember really saying that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it actually works with my um, Nexus Seven as well. Um, oh no, 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 it would work with the new Nexus Seven, but it doesn't work with the the old Nexus Seven um, because it doesn't. I think it doesn't have Bluetooth LE. 
Um, I think I can't. I can't remember. It was a, there's issues. Anyway, the, the, the thing that really bugs me is that for a long, long time, not long, long time, but like a while, in the last probably the last few months, um, it's been wanting to do an uh, um, an upgrade on um, on my Android devices. Now I haven't got mine set to automatic. Well, I have got it set to automatic update, but when there's new permissions. Um, it won't automatically update. Why would it need new permissions? Well, yeah, exactly. Right. The new permissions include, um, well, I mean, yeah, obviously it needs Bluetooth access because obviously it needs to talk to the yeah, sure. It needs to talk to the internet um, and a few yeah. other things, right? But, the but new what's new? SMS access. Excuse me. Yeah. SMS access. What the fuck for? Exactly. Oh, SMS. Yeah. SMS access. I'm going to find my own. Let me just get the actual list because um, I don't want to do it a disjustice. Let me just make it make sure it's correct. Okay. So just bear with me. Who's, who's it going to SMS? <laughs> right. So it needs. Okay. Where's it gone? I'm going to pull it up. Oh. Got so many photos on my bloody device. It's crazy. Right. Um, I know it sounds really, it's really boring, people, but bear with me. <laughs> I, I can sing, just to, just you know. Uh, yeah, sing, sing along. <laughs> Actually, I would sing Whiplash because I just saw that last night. Which is good. Oh, you saw Whiplash. Yeah. Oh, I like the brush. Oh, yeah, of course, you see everything earlier, yeah. I thought that was very good. Now, what's that? Da, 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 da. That's not a very horrible song. So. <laughs> yeah, just get on with it. Come on. <laughs> I can't find it now. Oh, uh, I just not I mean, I remember you mentioned SMS. The name, before, is, yeah, name was SMS Access. Um, now, I was, I've been holding it back from... Um, Holding back from upgrading because of this, right? Because I'm like, why the bloody hell does my Fitbit want SMS access? Yeah. And you, know, as you as you said, you know what the hell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a bit odd. So I was tweeting the um, Fitbit again and again, saying I'm not upgrading until you tell me exactly why. Finally, they got back to me. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, they finally got back to me in the last, I think, last three days, four days. This is, a, this is quite a while afterwards, right? And they said, oh, yeah. well, what we've done is we've, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, we have upgraded the app so that um, you can now get your SMS on your Fitbit. And I'm like, sorry, what? Oh, oh, you mean you couldn't get SMSs on your Fitbit? Yeah, so. Oh, oh they're doing a wearable play then? Yeah. Well, that's fine, but that is that. Uh, no, actually, that's not fine. I mean, if you wanted that, you would get the device. So, if you if your device couldn't didn't have a big enough screen, you wouldn't want to receive an SMS on it. No, because um, I mean, like some of them have got obviously got. Um, I mean, I've well, I got a screen. I got like a I think it's like an eight character screen. But well, I have five dots, so you're doing. Yeah, that exactly. I mean, I have to use Morse code before they can communicate. You know, it could, I'd like them to SMS me, but you know, translate it into translate it into Morse code. That would be quite good. But uh, I think you'd agree that'd be a bit daft. <laughs> so yeah, it's so, kind no, of, uh, 
No, I was just going to say, I don't think that's reasonable. Um, no. That, that they can't pre-sell some device. They can't pre-sell it on the basis of a device that they haven't sold you. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like, okay, it's cool that they've kind of come up with a new idea, but I'm sorry, wait a bit, you know, some devices haven't got screens, you know, yeah, some yeah. have got very, very small um, displays. I think that only the, the very top-end one has, like, a more than eight-character display, um, or a display at all. Yeah, as you said, your one hasn't even got... It's got five no. dots. You know, no, what are you going to do? Going to, like, buzz and do little Morse codes, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the bottom line is that they're not taking that aspect of information security seriously. I mean, no. <laughs> just to say, yeah, in the future, it'll be really cool. It's not a reason to, to start saying, yes, you can SMS my devices. I, again, I, I feel that some of this is, again, the problem of the Internet of Things. This whole problem of how much do you want your fridge to be part of your life is, 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 is it's, it's trivial for me to say that, but it actually is a serious issue. You know, what, what, you know everyone goes, oh, yeah, you know, my, my fridge can mail me my to-do list. Well, okay, that's only going to work when your fridge can see your phone, your fridge can see the contents of your fridge, um, your fridge knows who your friends are, and stuff like that. It starts to become, this is not how we, it, yeah, yeah, we have, we, you know, we, we, we have some social sharing, but this is not how we envisage the internet working, really, and I know that people have obviously been discussing this, but it becomes very different when it's just a consumer item mm -hmm. dumped in the home with people who are not, you know, regularly having lengthy chats about, you know, internet security and EFF and what, yeah. you know, Moden's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just on your fridge. Uh, you know, you know and yeah, and additionally, of course people have exposure to phones, but it's exactly the same thing. People either click yes, 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 or no, 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 just to get the screens out of the way so they can do their stuff. And yeah. when you say what, you know, we've all done it. We've, we've asked somebody, what permissions did you set on that? And they go... Well, I don't know, <laughs> you know because of course they don't care. They just get it like you're not, you know. Yeah. Um, and, it's it's going to obviously. So uh, there's there's a project I'm working on which is very related to this. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say for now. Fair enough. Fair enough. But by the way, talking about your projects here, what what's happened to that? Um, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Perspective media. Yeah. I'm, by the way, I'm not. Perceptive, perceptive. Yeah. I'm, I'm not put. I'm not been put up to this by, and I was generally just just something remembered. Like I heard that strange play in a lift or something that that, yep. that sort of added bits of information like where I was off. I thought that was quite a nice experiment. How's that going? Is there any more of that? Oh yeah, yeah. So um, um, we we created um, um, uh, audio documentary. Okay. Well, we didn't create it. We um. We took an audio documentary, um, split it into very, very small pieces, and then um, made it so that you can um, you can choose how long you you want to spend listening to it, and it would give you a coherent uh, audio documentary. Oh right, so you can say, "Give me half an hour," and it would come up with a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah. Oh. But it's, it's more, and the key thing about it is that it's, I mean, ultimately what it should do is it, you know, for it to be um, perceptive is that it should, um, there should be some kind of sensor 
yeah. that recognizes that your attention or how much time you want to give it and then adjust it on the fly. And the the um, documentary does scale, so you can you can literally go, I've only got ten minutes. Um, oh actually now I've got half an hour. That's actually really yeah, I mean I think that's that's really something. That's very interesting. I, I don't know how you would deliver that, but uh, well, I can I can uh, you'll be able to see it soon, hopefully. Oh excellent. That's yeah, what well, I was gonna say. Having a podcast, you can uh, you can put that because I'd be I'd be interested because the interesting thing is that would drive different devices, not the other way around. Because I don't think my guess is there's no device either a, a sensor and or even a um, I mean I suppose you can do it over a phone, but you don't necessarily know how I do that over a phone. I'm interested because I think it will drive different things, different technology, not the other way around. I, I think you'll have. You can fit it, I'm sure, to some device. But anyway, that's just my guess. I'm, I'm interested in how you found that. Well, you could easily, so for example, just talking about Fitbits, you know, um, if you are stationary, then it kind of, um, it just gives you the longer version. But as soon as you move... Yeah, but you've said attention. Uh, you don't know that because ah, I'm stationary, you've yeah. got my attention. Well, attention's, attention's tricky. Um uh, but there are there are things like um, um, oh, what's it called? The thing that kind of tracks um, your eye gaze and stuff like that. Sure, um, sure, yeah. There's well, there's going to be more things like that because there are a couple of phones now with multiple detectors of your eye position, aren't there? I mean, that, yeah, it, yeah. I think it was the, can't remember if it was the Amazon phone did that, but the, the, they're obviously well, Samsung as well. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense because advertisers will happily pay for that to go on the phone, so. Uh, as 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 nasty as that might appear, mm -hmm. it's, it's a nice example of te technology that will almost certainly be paid in advance by industries who are interested in uh, grabbing your eyeballs, literally. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, is, which is cool. That's just cool. I don't mind. But I mean, I guess you know, in the in the kind of the other sense is that, say, for example, you know, we've all been there where you're watching something and it's like, okay, this is pretty good. But I mean, for example, um, did you ever see um, Ben Hammersley's? Um, uh, oh, the recent one, the uh, the the, the, uh, the sort of nasty tech. Um, yeah. Bad people. Sorry, I've forgotten his flipping flipping name. Uh, yeah. the, the name of the series. Yeah, it's got well, it's Ben Hammersley who 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 is good. Um, uh, so so that, that was nice to see him. I only uh, I I. I don't think I've actually seen any of his. I've seen him a couple of times because obviously he's taller and he has a big moustache. So he's, <laughs> but I don't think I've actually seen any of his material. Um, so it, okay. it's, it's nice that he's actually. Because I suppose. Um, I mean, he's Alex Krotowski's other half, isn't he? But he, I know you sort of see them travelling around and then, and then hear a little bit from her and hear a little bit from him. So it's very nice that he has a program. And it was very good, by the way. I just yeah. try to remember what it was called. <laughs> um, um, I think Ben Hammersley, not Darknet, that was one of the episodes. Yeah, that, no, it was something like, I, I think he used that rather foolish name, Darknet, to mean, you know, bad things on the internet. And I think I think he then proved that Darknet didn't actually have any particular meaning other than it was, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's dark, it's daft. I mean, Darknet is a wonderful... Label for nothing, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I used to say that the, the 
darknet is the default. You know, the DNS system and the internet is amazing, and yeah. that's and that's a thing. The darknet is just what happens if IPs aren't connected. <laughs> that is that's the norm. You know, nothing. You know, chaos is normal. There's nothing. So to romanticise chaos is a bit is a bit ridiculous. But yeah, he did a nice yeah he did a nice series of programs actually. Okay, I, I so sorry. So you, if you're watching that and. I mean, yeah, like a lot of people, you're watching it and you're like, oh, this is really good. Yeah, it's really going into some detail here. You know, this, is, this isn't like a surface level thing. You know, darknet, download the darknet, you know, all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So you're kind of like, oh, I wish there was more of it than, than there is. And, and now I can guarantee you that they filmed a lot more, but they probably, there was probably somewhere, someone decided, Oh no! This is this is gonna go out on um, BBC. If it's News Twenty Four. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, during the day. So. Yeah. <laughs> which know. means everyone sees it on iPlayer. That's the thing. I bet no one sees it then. Everyone's gonna <laughs> catch up. On I mean, I think you know, Click gets replayed about a billion times. Yeah. But I don't. I that Ben Hammersley thing. I heard them advertising it. I never saw it because I don't watch News Twenty Four consistently. But I thought, oh, bugger it, hopefully it's available on the iPlayer, and it was. It was, um, yeah. Yeah, and it's funny you should say that, because, you know, he sort of flies off to a destination, then he talks about, you know, the guy who did Silk Road or something and, while he was being arrested, and you think, well, wait a minute, actually the program's quite short, given that they've flown him out there, so the fact that yeah. he's load more material... Doesn't surprise me. I'd be very surprised if there wasn't about twice as much material. That oh yeah, absolutely. So um, sorry, it's, it's called Cyber Crimes with Ben. Sir, thank you, Cyber Crimes. Yes, nice to get. Yeah. If you're going to do a podcast, here's a clue, people. Have some idea what the fuck you're going to talk about. It's, <laughs> it's a lot better. We're just saying, I saw this thing uh, with this person. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, yeah, we were all sitting there and again, what and more. So yeah, there there is the footage there, but. You know, for to some people, they're not interested in in hearing the in-depth um, notions of of what the darknet is, and they may not understand what what DNS is about. And and now, obviously, Ben could sit there and explain it, but you know, it should be it should you know kind of work out. Um, oh, actually, you understand this stuff, so I'm going to skip over all the DNS stands for this, this, and this, and this is how it works, and just get down to the the actual bit where they talk about how they subverted that, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that would be a, I that would be a good target because again, the the, the, the obvious problem is how, how are you going to get the attention there? Like I'm watching iPlayer on my main TV. I'm not I'm not going to use a phone for that. So. Yeah. How are you going to how are you going to judge? I mean, the thing is, I think that's a good thing because of course the answer is probably something to do with, um, you know, uh, the, uh, oh, <laughs> whose technology, I'm doing it again, whose technology was it that, that uh, the uh, console technology that's tracking your movements, um, it's going to uh, be, oh, Microsoft, yeah, 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 it's going to be, hack well, yeah, they've, they've got more of it now from the sound of it, yeah, it's going to be a hackable version of that, uh, which has already been hacked very well, so there is, there is an answer there, but I quite like it, because I think it will drive more, I think, um, attention, checking, is definitely going to be a thing uh, because it, there are quite a few. Uh, th I mean, just to move over slightly, you, you know, there's now almost two of these devices that Amazon's is the recent one that 
the thing that sits in the middle of the room you talk to, you know, you can ask yep. questions. Um, yeah, it, can you just, every time I say, um, and I can't remember what the bloody thing is, can you please check? Because I don't know what it's called. Okay. <laughs> Actually, you know, uh, Echo or something, or yep, called Echo. Echo, isn't it? But yeah, that's another attention thing, because of course, in theory, you say, you use the name, I think you can even call it Amazon, or it's a female name, Belinda or whatever. So you say, Belinda, tell me what this is. But actually, that's just a gateway to attention. And actually, in the future, no one's going to do that. They're just going to talk. And they're just going to talk in such a way that the device will work out that it, it, the attention is for it, because it will be tracking everything else you say. I mean, I know that sounds a bit, uh, you know, 1984, but that's exactly how they're going to work. There's no way in the future you're going to shout the name of the device you want to talk to. Because that it, that under that 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 underlies that the the internet of things doesn't work. The idea is that they're all tracking you, yeah. and that they channel the attention if they need it. So if you ask, how much does this? You know, how much? You know, what's the current? You know, what's the rate of dollars to pounds? It's like well, obviously, if you're a sort of search, you know, algorithm component, that's what you're going to go and do. So you're going to wait. You're not going to wait for it to talk. You know, to to wake you up. So no, I mean, I mean yeah. So. It also gets, it just gets tricky because you know you got stuff like um, uh, what's it called? You know, where people like say, uh, you know, you must have heard of some podcasts and stuff like that where people say, you know, okay, Google, and suddenly, uh, you know, a million devices <laughs> will wake up, you know, yes. yeah, 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 or, or like um, Xbox off, and then all the Xboxes and TVs turn off, and yeah. you know, all this and the other, so. Um, yeah, so okay, so attention is one thing. There's a whole bunch of other things, but that's where we are right now. I'm impressed we didn't even talk about Google Glass dying. Well, I don't care about oh, it. Oh, yeah. I suppose that's, that's somewhere in the background as well to all this, but nothing very important. I don't think it was very yeah. important anymore. Well, um, also, um, I was going to say quickly, oh, I'm also working on a visual version of perceptive media. Of course you are, yeah. I mean, you're in a BBC, so it's going to be. I was just, I was waiting for. I mean, I know I would also start with radio because, because just to keep it on one, you know, one century channel makes sense. We're obviously going to jump to the visual version. So yeah. Well, I look forward to whatever you come out with. Okay, so what is, should we um, should we talk about you move on? Should we talk about the the Hue lights? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, all, all I, else. Go on. I just want to say all I'll start because I'm not going to say very much. Is that I came across the so Hue have got control of the lights. They have an API. Anyone who was at Hacked IO was it last year or two years ago now? Two years in, ago, the, in the O2 Center. Yeah, yeah. I need Christian to tell us that. Um, they had the API there, and so I, they they had a set of lights and the open API that we could play. But it was quite far. From, but that's that's two years ago. So yeah, what have you been doing? Okay, so I I I, I bought in to the Hue lights. Um, because I looked around, I was like, ah, oh, you know, I kind of like the idea of them. Um, you wanted but, a disco in your own home. You wanted a disco in your toilet, didn't you? Disco while you're on the toilet. Was, I do need yeah, a disco, yeah. actually. I do all my disco. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, I've got um, uh, a Philips wake-up light. Yes. And, um, that's yes. kind of yeah. dying. I mean, yeah, it's a light, and then you've got all the all the gubbins of it, and it's really old, and um, it's not really old, but it's, it's old enough, you know, um, and it doesn't, I do sleep tracking with my, um, not with my Fitbit, with my, with my, my Pebble watch, 
Right, okay. That's and, just a bit more advanced. Yeah, well, you know. Um, <laughs> and so that, that talks to my Android phone. Um, and so it knows the perfect time to wake me up. The alarm adjusts based on um, my sleep tracking, my sleep tracking and um, patterns and stuff like that. Um, but um, the alarm on the clock wakes up regardless at the exact same time. Now, most people are happy with that, but I quite like the fact that it, it you know, the my phone will wake me up when I'm in like um, shallow sleep or like light sleep. Oh, okay. Rather than deep sleep. Yeah. Um, you know, within a certain parameter that I've set. Now, that's great, but the light doesn't come on until... So I've, I've woken up, for example, I usually wake up about quarter past eight, maybe eight o'clock, right? Yeah. Um, usually, if I'm in light sleep, it might wake me up at like 7.50, yeah, which is which is like the kind of, that's fine. But the light doesn't come on until like 8.30. So it's like, so I, I get in the shower, um, have a shower, um, get out of the shower, and I'm like, oh, the light's on. You know, it's like really bright. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because I forgot to turn it off. Yeah. Or I, I you know, for example, on a Saturday, I tend to wake up later. And um, because it's only got, you know, one t- setting, then I forget to turn it off, and it wakes me up at, like, um, you know, quarter past eight. <laughs> Yeah, that's annoying. I, I, yeah, I, I feel very out of date. Yeah, I've got one alarm on my very old radio that obviously comes on at exactly the same time, which is completely inappropriate on a Saturday, except yeah. that I just listen to a bad Saturday morning radio. It's the terrible <laughs> thing is when it comes on a Sunday and you suddenly realise that you've been forced to listen to the Archers. That's just... <laughs> that's like really bad. But so, yeah, okay. And so I'm, I'm, I want to say about that and... Um, I decided to get some Hue lights. Um, I looked at the, the starter package. It was a lot of money. And I was yeah, like, they're not cheap, are they? No, they're really not. So I went, oh, you know what? Um, there's loads of people selling the individual components on eBay. Sure, yeah. So I went, oh, yeah, I can buy the bridge. The bridge is just, um, it's just a, uh, what's it called? Um, what's the technology called? Uh, talk to the natural lights. Um, oh, Zigbee. Yeah. It's a Zigbee um, to Wi-Fi or to LAN um, or to IP, I guess. Um, I don't, is Zigbee IP? I, I don't, probably not. Um, you know, it's it's just that, right? It's a bridge. It's yeah. very simple. It's very, very kind of like, oh, plug this into your router. Um, yes, yeah. Well, yeah. IP then, yeah. Yeah, it, it, does, it does the rest, right? Great. Done that. They probably bought that. That was like... Got, Got it down to about, I think I bought it for like 29 quid, which was a bargain. So I had that for ages, had it plugged in, no lights, okay? Um, <laughs> yeah. Fine, okay. So I went and bought some lights on eBay. I bought yeah, a few that were pretty cheap. Now, if you look on eBay, there's a lot of lights from America. So I bought two, um, and they came, plugged one in, um, it worked, but I tried to kind of connect to it, and it wasn't working. It wouldn't let me connect to it. Um, you didn't have permission to talk to your own bulb. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, and then I came back. Well, sorry, I, I left it. I went to the toilet. I came back out. I, 
It was dead. Well, I think I think it's dead. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Um, it wouldn't turn on. So I was like, okay, that's that's not good. Um, uh, the second one came, um, and I was like, the first one, but it's still in the package. I'm not sure what to do with it, right? Yeah. The yeah. second one came from America. Um, I thought, oh, I don't know maybe it's the actual lamp. Maybe it's something with the lamp. Maybe the lamp's busted or something like that. Mm. So I plugged it in, tried it, and it started to flicker. And I turned it off. I was like, no, no, I don't want this to happen again. Um, plugged into the old, yeah, standard light bulb. It's fine. Um, and then I left it for quite a few days. Um, and then I think it was today, actually. I, yeah, today I actually plugged it in. With, um, oh, yeah, I bought some new lamps from Amazon.co.uk. They came, and I had a little look online about in between about this whole. You see, there's like faulty bulbs or something. Yeah. It turns out there is a difference between the UK bulbs, or I think I think European bulbs, and the American bulbs. I can believe that. Yeah. They're the same socket. Well, that you know. Um, what I've got right now, which I'm putting my hand on... I, I'm As you can it or screw it, you mean, bayonet it size? No, well, okay, this is the weird thing, right? So I've got the... I've got um, a screw fit, right? Yeah. They're all screw fit, these ones i got. Basically, the same size, however, uh, one's called... I think this one's called the... Um, oh, I'm not taking it out, I can't actually see... Um, it's the this is the E twenty seven size, right? Okay, which sounds like a standardized size. Yeah, no, that's, that's that is the size, right? Yeah. Um, the American one is called the E twenty eight. Okay. It turns out that there's um, there's something about um, the I think it's the refresh rate of our. our oh right, yes, okay. Which means right. that. It doesn't like the UK power supply. Yeah. Okay. Because of course they are different. Yeah. Yeah. So then, I mean, it's a different voltage, but it, it they both support the same voltage. It's just there's something slightly different, and it seems like um, Philips people have been doing the same thing, and Philips they've been sending it back to Philips, going, "This doesn't work. What what's up with this?" And they go. Uh, that's American. You bought it cheap. You're on your own, mate. Well, yeah. I mean, on the one hand, they're correct. But yeah. on the other hand, we're all going to say, why do you not have bulbs that work in both places? Yeah. <laughs> it must be stupid for their own business. They have to build different bulbs. I mean, um, you know, I can understand they might build different holder sets. Um but you would have thought they want to deal with that in the easiest component, and surely the easiest component to build is not a bulb. So yeah. that's just, uh, yeah, I mean, I can understand they say that, but again, that's not very clever because the internet isn't, you know, it's not the dark net. It's not, Amazon's not the <laughs> people. A hell of a lot of people buy from that. And you can't go, oh, I bought it from the States because it's cheaper. No, I might have bought it from the States because it's not. I couldn't see it advertised through UK. Some people don't use K.UK at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I know people want to obviously avoid, um, sometimes they want to try to go cheaper and hope they don't get uh, post costs knocked on, knocked on the head. But I, I think it's, Decreasingly wise 
for large companies, small companies, but large companies to pretend that if you buy things via the states over the internet, you're some sort of pseudo criminal. I think I think they need to actually say be a bit more adult and go, yeah, we don't, they don't match. We'll swap yeah. them and 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 don't pull out the shit because they know that the bulb's there, so they can see that as soon as you send it, it's their bulb. Just yeah. do a swap. Just accept the fact that if you're a big company, you you're running a service and that you're not. You know, it just makes. I think I yeah for me, Philips are big. They're doing this on purpose. You have been interested in their product, and that should be enough for them to say, yeah, okay, you know, we'll let you carry on because you've already spent enough money on the damn things. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, another thing is, I, I I noticed that um. There seems to be, um, you know, I mean, I love, and, you know, the, the, the bulbs that came from the States, they're in their original packaging, they've got all the stuff, and I, I compared the um, the packaging, the American versus the the um, the British, I'll say, or European, and they look exactly the same, but there's this, like, you look at the types, and they're like, oh, it's one, it's one different. Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't realise. And then that's a bit naff, isn't it? It's just so it's not a different fitting. It's just literally one number difference. Yeah. Which, which leads you to think, well, twenty-seven is closer to twenty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> I, I'm just quite impressed with this podcast. I wonder how many people are interested in Adam Curtis, Fitbits, and Hugh light bulbs. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know. I mean, you know, hell, that's the whole point of podcast. Sorry if you're not. Just listen to another one. Right, yeah. <laughs> listen to the next next month. <laughs> yeah, well, next week. Cover something, cover something different. Cover something different. Um, the, the the thing I wanted to bring up, um, but I'm but I'm just realizing that yeah, you may you may not be able to say too much about it. Is uh, I, I've always been a bit anti Ted. No, I'm not an, No, no, that's not right. I'm not anti Ted. But I think too much is made of Ted. Um, so pe- people have been obviously some like um, Michael Gladwell is a good example of somebody who's been made famous because of Ted, um, and he's not a bad you know he's got good stuff, but it's not that good. But he's been turned into far too much a sort of massive intellectual hero, whereas in fact he had to he's actually had to sort of re-represent some of his stuff because it was sort of wrong. <laughs> because, <laughs> He did the, you know, I think it was a crime rate, disappeared, broken windows, that was all the problem was, and that was far too simplistic, you know. But he was doing sort of TED-style, 15-minute, upfront results. Now, I know that you're more, I don't think you're pro, you, yeah, you are more positive with respect to TED, and this is before recently, and I, I know that you, you know, you're quite supportive of TEDx and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, and I actually, I've not heard any criticism about TED or the sort of ideas format up until I listened to one podcast recently. Um, it was actually it was actually an Australian one, I think. Um, I'm going to find out what it, what it was now. Um, and it was the first time I've actually heard. There must, there must have been, you know, since now there must have been other criticisms of the TED format. I can't. Oh, I can't, really? I can't yeah, yeah, there must have been. I thought I thought there was one on. Um... On tech clubs, I think. Um, well, yeah, uh, with me oh, and, and Nick on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, future tense, which is actually an Australian one. Uh, I I can't tell you why I have that. But, well, I, I probably can know some of the time. Um, but it was actually quite. I mean, because there are different. Because someone like uh, Avani Morozov, who is obviously a big sort of attacker of different bits of the internet, normally Google and Facebook, but. 
he he came. He, he's sort of a probably intellectual heavyweight on the attack of something of a short format show that's more commercial than it is intellectual. Uh, doesn't know its initial audience, therefore has to start to lower level. Um, and uh, and it was quite a good, you know, to say, are these things really just entertainment? You know, are, are they? Do they really have any serious? Um, you know, I, I don't say intellectual. That's not the point. And I don't want to say educational because that's not necessarily the point either. Uh, edu educational stuff doesn't have to be heavy, but I think they are sort of advertised as something that they're not. So they they get you interested. I mean, the word you know, the you inspire is the word that's usually used. But I, I think they're using that as a cover that sort of that, that sort of masks the point. Whether we're actually going to learn anything, and whether you're learning anything useful, or whether you're learning anything that's actually real, um, other than hearing sort of a pricey of something at too low a level, and that sort of has replaced. You know, books and book learning, which has its limits, um, but would never be as shallow as you can often get on today. And the reason I'm sort of mentioning it again, because I mean it's not exactly new, is that now Radio 4 have just introduced a TEDx, and I think they played it to yesterday or today. Mm -hmm. um, I, thi I didn't hear which one it was. I think I've even heard it before. It was the guy who was a, uh, he was related to one of the. Uh, I think it was one of the Al Qaeda bombers. I, I, he was saying which which campaign. I think it was the um, bottom of the, the initial one where they put a lot of explosives at the bottom of the two towers. Not not the uh, aircraft strike, of course. Not 9/11 itself. Um, but it, I, and I, I remember basically what it was. It was sort of saying, yeah, we're two different people and so forth. And, yeah, and, and it was a. In it, I think it was interesting in itself. But I'm interested to see if Radio 4 are now picking up this TEDx. Format TED. I, I say TEDx. TEDx is obviously just the local version of TED. Um, whether they're picking this up and they're going to do sort of regular stuff. Well, I mean, it's perfectly radio broadcastable. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but again, it's BBC. I'm just wondering whether they're going to put the sort of Rethian uh, bow on it by saying it's you know it's 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 properly educational as well as entertainment. What do you think? I know you've got a different view to me anyway, Ian, but. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so um, I mm, okay. So the the first thing I found really interesting, and um, I have to give I have to give uh, I have to give a little. Bit I've already of, said this is on BBC, so obviously you are a bit circumscribed in how you can talk directly. Yeah, but it. it's also it's not so much that. It's also um, I I was kind of there when the talks were originally. Kind of happening um, with Chris Anderson, who's the yeah. uh, owner of TED. Um, I mean, the fact that it has an owner in itself is odd, but uh, not, that's not his fault. <laughs> it's just no, that he's yeah. I think so. Okay, the first thing I'll say is that um, I, I, uh, well, some myself and others put um, kind of questioned um, Chris about. The criticism that that he was getting, that Ted was getting, and um, he made the point that um, that they're a, a non-profit, um, they're set up as a non-profit, and um, you know TEDx's are obviously not little TEDs, they're um, they're independent TEDs. Yes. Now I know there's they have to get a license and stuff like that, but 
um, he was kind of making a point that uh, about that stuff. Uh, I kind of I would probably agree with him a little bit. Um, I think that the the issue is really is that um, well, there's there's a number of issues. But the one the ones that come to mind instantly is that um, it's not as that 18 minute format or that 12 minute format. Yeah, may not suit everything, but you know, um, people have now started to do stuff that fits into that time, that space. Now I think yes. it's a bit like, um, a bit like Twitter, where you kind of like, oh no, well you can't put this, you know, it just deserves a, a bigger blog. Okay, that's cool, but you're not going to dismiss Twitter because of. Yeah, it only supports 140 characters. I think, I think the difference with Twitter... I don't know if it's too fair for me to say that. I think the main difference in Twitter is Twitter hasn't made personalities who are now trading their identity just on Twitter. Because most people who are well-known on Twitter are already well-known. Some people have done themselves no harm by using Twitter well. But you can't use the Twitter format to push your own brand very much. Uh, unless there's already something else there. We all know that Twitter's quite good for communication, but you have to communicate something that's probably already there. I mean, you can make, you can, you can be clever on there. I mean, some entertainers who are already funny do mm -hmm. good tweets, and you could argue that they are have used the Twitter format to promote themselves via their own intelligence. But if you're going to, but technically speaking, they have to have something else. You know, they're they're, you, they're usually cross-promoting some other point, because obviously Twitter in itself isn't isn't a thing, you know, it's just a communication thing. The problem with Ted is, Ted has produced people like Malcolm Gladwell, maybe Jane Gonagall, who, who technically have not really made much of an impact anywhere else except within Ted, and a little bit, obviously, you know, I'm not going to say they don't, I mean, obviously, Malcolm Gladwell was rushing New York Raiders ago, but the, but the thing is, I, I just get a feeling that they indeed do pack for a very specifically tight format, um, and are now sort of they are Ted packaged, you know, sort of speaking, and they and their professionals are that sort of tight, very short delivery that I don't think is any more educational. I don't want to say any more than that because I said I think we even mentioned this about a year ago. So, oh, so the other thing I was going to say is that um, I find the I've, I've not actually listened. Well, I started listening to the the Radio Four one. Um, I think it was as a, as a podcast actually, or, or I mean, I'm not sure it was available as a podcast. But so what I found really interesting about it is that um, it's so you were asking about the kind of will they you know kind of apply the Reefian values yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, what I found really fascinating was um, it's the same. It, it sounds like, okay, I'm going to, I've only listened to one, right? And this is a slight criticism of probably the BBC. It sounds like, so far, the one that I heard is exactly the same as the NPR radio hour, TED radio hour. Right. And I was surprised by that. I thought it would be, now, not that, you know, NPR are, are good pals and they, of course they are. Yeah. We love those guys, you know. Um, they love you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I was surprised that, um, like, it's got this, it's got what's his name, Guy Ross, whatever his name is, talking. It's you know, I thought they might at least slice it up differently or use a different presenter or it was exactly the same, and I was like, oh, 
oh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool, but it's. I thought we would do more than that. Oh, I see. That, okay. That, yeah, I... If you literally listen to the NPR um, TED Radio Hour, you will have yeah. heard, you will hear all the ones that, well, at least you'll hear the one that uh, that was played on Radio 4. No, broadcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that would surprise like, oh, me. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, if, if it's like, I thought we were doing more than just replaying it, I thought we were doing more than that. So I was surprised by that. Now, it might change. Next week it might be like, oh, wow, no. Okay, now we get it. But um, so far, it, it sounds like an exact copy. Even yeah, that's that the, surprising. Yeah, yeah even, I think even the adverts were like, I mean, what adverts, but like the, the in-betweens was, was the same. And I was like... What, they had the NPR ads, you mean? Yeah, I was, oh I was surprised by that. <laughs> that's a bit surprising. I mean, well, okay, so the one that I... The podcast I listened to doesn't have adverts per se, but they're like the the in between bits are are kind of quite Americanized, well, and I was American, kind of yeah. I was kind of surprised by that. Yeah, I, so I was surprised that they would do that. I mean, I I can literally probably play one on top of the other, and it would probably be exactly the same. I mean, well, the very, yeah. No, I no, I'm I'm just gonna say that is interesting because. Yeah, I suppose that answers my question. Uh, not yeah, I mean, it might, it might change. I don't know. I have no, I have no side, no inside information. I'm just critiquing it from what I, because basically, um, a friend of mine sent um, sent me a link to it, um, yeah. and um, it was like, oh, you should, you should listen to this because it's about dating. Um, and I was like, oh, wow, okay. And then I, listened, I, I went to the link. I was like, oh, yeah, I've, I've heard this before. Wait a minute, I've heard, I've heard the exact same thing before. Oh, right, right. Hmm, this is a so, bit weird. Oh, if this is about dating, then obviously it wasn't the same one that they just played with the, the, with the uh, uh, Al-Qaeda terrorists, unless it was very strange oh, no. dating. <laughs> No, I mean this is a. This I don't want to criticise your private life, you know. Uh, no, this is about a week or so before then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, not that one then. Sorry. It might, no, yeah, no, no, it no, isn't it? It might have changed, but um, it, yeah, I was, I was, yeah, okay. That's. I will. Okay. Reserve judgment for now. That is surprising. So yeah, I, I guess maybe they're just experimenting to see if it catches on, um, or maybe they are just saying, yeah, this is just a. We're just pushing this from NPR. Um, again, that for me that's slightly worse because they they are therefore are wholly uncritical of the format to the extent where they don't even think it needs any explanation. So that for me is, mm. I suppose, from my point of view, that's slightly worse because it's like it's a complete I and mean, there is no further um, confirmation of something other than copying it without any comment, passing any comment. You know? right, yeah. So, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I suppose that's the answer. Well, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I would download the NPR one and see if it's the same as what you heard, because it, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I don't know what their, what the plans are or anything like that, but, um, I mean, it's a, for me, it sounds really good, and I, yeah. I like, I like the format that if they got a the, bit of the TED Talks and then they got a bit more discussion on the show, which kind of, for me, actually answers some of the criticism about the 18-minute format. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's I mean, a bit more depth, it's a little bit more, um, you know, 
with the actual people. Um, I think the choice of people is questionable for... I can understand why people question that, you know, and I, especially with, like, you know, we've got, like, the usual stars like Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. Um, but, you know, um, I'm... I don't know. I, I'm kind of once again. I'm. I'm not. I like. I, I like Michael Gladwell. So. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, yeah, I like him. Yeah. I mean, I. I okay. So, I suppose I'm comparing, contrasting that to say the Ruth lectures, where I mean, the typical radio format is they'll play that the guy will. I mean, they've done a couple. They had that doctor the other day. They've done a few of um, the uh, another of the um, public philosophy guys who's who's very popular. Um, Basically, that I think the current, the normal format is he'll talk for half an hour. Sue Lawley will, or somebody, Sue Lawley at the moment, she will introduce them and they'll talk for half an hour and then they'll have questions. The point is, because the questions are clearly recent and clearly in the UK, you, someone will say what you just said is a load of rubbish because, which is the, which is the context exactly that I'm asking for, you know. Okay, so yeah. I want to talk for half an hour, but I want somebody then to go, yeah, but I, I know this too and you're talking bollocks. Because it, it doesn't that that does not make sense if it obviously if it's an American audience with a completely different context who might be completely accepting I don't know I'm not I'm not, I'm not suggesting difference <laughs> in that respect but I, I don't know what the context is whereas you know if it's in the UK uh, unless it's some specifically you know invited audience that they're going to be at least have a, the question time think of I'm just going to ask a random question now and I don't believe you you know and uh, and also. Somebody like Sue Lawley does it will say, um, "Can you fill in me on that bit that sounds complete nonsense?" You know. Yeah. In, in other words, there's some ref there's some there's some feed, there's some pushback. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's you're not asking for anything more. I'm not asking to dilute the the thing that that person's been invited to do. I'm just saying make sure it's grounded in you know the fact that it yeah it, it's supposed to be something coming into the BBC reflecting some values of. You know, some some intellectual values that we recognise. That's it. It doesn't have to be any more than that. That can be rubbish or great, but you want that sort of reflection. Anyway, yeah, that's that's all I'd say. So it'd be interesting to see how that goes on. Like, it's only just started, really, hasn't it? So yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see I, how many. I hadn't even realised it was starting until someone told me that. Yeah, um, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. So I I think mean, the only thing I'll say on top of that is um, you know, I I think I checked out um, I used to subscribe to the the pop tech um. Um, feed and it seems to have gone quiet. Um, and I, I, I do. I don't worry. I, I think I haven't got a problem with. I mean, yeah. When I spoke to to Chris Anderson and and to the rest of the team, I actually got a sense that they was like they really were trying to do something special. You mentioned Pop Tech, and actually on that Future Tense podcast, they the guy who manages or. or or owns PopTech, I'm not sure what the relationship was. He was specifically talking about that. He was actually one of the people interviewed who was both for and against the TED format. He was actually quite good because he wasn't he didn't have a sort of like attack vector going. He was saying he supports it, he supports this thing called PopTech. That's what I just realised what you're talking about. Yeah. And he said he said basically it's good and bad. He said, you know, it's good for some things and he's you know, he's basically saying, Yeah, it's bad for others and he was he was quite critical of, of, of where one can go. If you if, if you allow that sort of fixed time, you know, shiny presentational format to sort of yeah. get on top of things. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think you know I, I think that there's going to be, um, I mean I I saw I I just kind of I mean you know surprisingly 
YouTube recommended to me um, um, the Festival of Dangerous Ideas. Yeah, that, yeah. That's yeah. quite interesting. That's kind of like you have a lecture for about half an hour, and then there's um, a presenter, um, and then there's like a kind of discussion. And, you know, it's like, oh, this is this is new, but actually that's the way they used to do it. And, and it's you know it's actually quite good, and I, I, I and I kind of welcome that. I would like I would actually love to see that that kind of format in um, you know kind of make its way back up here sometimes. In, yeah. Because you know kind of get some really good speakers, but then kind of like sit down and question them, and then have these you know people just kind of like throwing questions at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I think we kind of hit our. Our time limit, or just got over. Uh, yeah, and I want to watch Bitter Lake now. So uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're running out of time. For yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's going, it's going, to, it's going to leave at like twelve o'clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Otherwise, people go. Did that, that bit I just saw? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh, I'll catch that interview. By the way, that Vice interview, um, Ronson. Yes. Curtis, so it's just worth it. Cool. I mean, he, obviously, Ronson's calling himself, so. Excellent. I will. I will right. I'll be putting that in the show notes as well. Cool. 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 Okay. Oh, thanks. Yeah, sure. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Well. Um. Goodbye. Uh. Well. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Um, bye. Bye. And um. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And um. Don't forget to check out uh Love Grants, uh people. <laughs> and we'll be back again in hopefully two weeks time. <laughs>